Hi, this is Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Weirdo Magnet. I'm here with Jimmy. Hey. Um, and uh, today we're going to talk about a bunch of random things, so we hope you tune in and enjoy. There we go. Yay. So I'm drinking my uh, Labatt Blue Tall Boy. How's that taste? I just cracked it open. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for Labatt Blue anymore. No? But when I was in college, um, the Canadian ice shit was real popular. Oh, that's, that's a whole different... That's malt liquor, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Do I need to... Well, my, we can edit this, but... Is it all right? It was still recording? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. still recording. So none of anything we've said has been recorded, so we're just going to... Well, we've been recording for, what, like an hour now? <laughs> yeah. And we've had multiple technical difficulties. Yeah. So um, I guess you guys don't know it, but we didn't have a specific topic today, so we're just going through this list I found, and it's just random topics, and we're just giving our thoughts. Um, so I'm sorry you what you missed, but you missed some good stuff. So these, these are conversation starters. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm going to just find one for us. Right, tell me what number it is, though. We are yeah. number, these are out of 40, we are on number 12. Uh-huh. How to make a difference in blah, blah, blah. I want to skip that. I want to skip that one, too. How to keep track of blah, blah, blah. I want to skip that as well. I don't know well. what that means. Well, I keep saying blah, 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 but I don't think XYZ helps. All right. No. Uh, personal development? No, I have nothing. Uh-uh. How to make the most of downtime. Downtime. I pretty much nap in my downtime. There's not a lot to say about that. Hey, I kind of use my downtime to the max, I feel like. Okay. Well, well, no, there are days where I just barely get out of bed and watch TV all day. I had that day today before you got here. Right. I did not feel well, and I thought, I'm not going to just hop around and do a bunch of laundry. I'm not falling for that adult chore bullshit. So I just laid in my bed. Then there are other days where I get up, and I'm like, I'm going to write two songs and record them and master them and upload them somewhere. Yeah, and then you do all that and then you like make dinner and meal prep for four days. Like, it just like, it's a weird uh, cycle of Yeah, I have hibernation and then uh, productivity. I do that as well. Yeah. Do you think it's our age? No. <laughs> I think it's, um, A, I think it's human nature, but I also think it's like, you know, you rush, rush, rush through the week, and you only have two days on the weekend, and really, one of those days, you have to do a bunch of, you know, busy work, like laundry, getting ready for the week, all that I, I don't have weekends. Right. <laughs> well, and you have kids, and so you're constantly driving someone somewhere. Actually, Esther just got a driver's license. Well, that's wonderful. So, no, I don't, I don't have anything to do. No. I should do the dishes, but I, I don't all okay. the time. So, how do you guys decide who does the dishes? You just... Just whoever's, there. you know, the most disgusted, really. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, should we move on from downtime? Sure, sure. Our next topic, number 16, knowing when to let go. Uh, mm. These are deep. They really are. So, less deep version of that, I would say, if you've got an old ratty shirt and it's got holes, it's just, <laughs> it's time to let it go. <laughs> So Hannah has these these uh, these jeans. One, my youngest daughter, and they, you know, they got rips in the knees, and right. it, they're honest rips. They came with wear. Okay. And she's like, my pants are getting old. I should go buy no new ones. She went to Forever Twenty One and bought ripped jeans. Right. 
<laughs> I don't even understand the the concept behind that. Right, you could have ripped them for at home for free. Well, some... she had ripped jeans. She wanted to get new ones. She bought ripped jeans. <laughs> yeah. Technically, they were newer. Right. Well, they were ripped at a factory. Yeah, so. they, they, the, I'm sure the rips would stay a little better. Right. It's a strategic rip. <laughs> it's a strategic rip. Okay, I'm going to move on, because I could get deep with that topic, but I don't want to. Oh. Unless you want, I mean. No. no. I mean, I could go into a whole side. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you this one real quick thing, since you knew her, and she came up in a previous podcast, so Nevada, our friend that died. I heard about her, yeah. Yeah, so... I, uh, her first anniversary of her death came, but it was, and it, no, it was her birthday, but she was posthumous. This is a, she's dead. Yeah. But I go to the bar with my friends to celebrate her birthday. So a couple days prior to this, I'm at my, rightfully so, I needed to be in some grief counseling. So I'm talking to the therapist and I tell her that I'm going to go to the bar with my dead friend and have a cake. (laughs) And she, she like quietly like sets down her pen. She leans over. She's like, you know, she's dead, right? <laughs> she's like, normally you don't have a birthday party for someone who's died. And I said, I understand that, but symbolically we just need to do this and blah, blah, blah. And as a good therapist, she didn't really judge it, but she said, I do want to point out that she is in fact dead. Yep, so the birthday is. is a little less celebratory than it would normally be. She's got a point there. But we we only did it the first year because I felt compelled to do it with the cake and everything, which now... You had, you had a cake for a dead person? Yes, we did. What did it say on it? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Nevada. <laughs> and you're, you're dead. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. she was cremated, so uh, her family... Gave everyone that wanted them little pens with her ashes in them because she oh. was a writer. Oh, God. So there's, <laughs> there's actually a photo mm-hmm. of a cake with her ash pen on top of the cake. No, God, no, no. <laughs> you had you had you had ashes on a cake. Well, we kept it in the plastic. No, no, it was just resting on top of it. But but still, that's not that's right, not sanitary. Yeah. No, well, we didn't eat the cake. You didn't eat the cake. No. What did you do with the cake? Well, she was dead. It was it was her cake. We just <laughs> you expected a dead person to eat their own cake? Well, I don't know. We just we just drank beer. The cake was just more symbolic. We're uh-huh. gonna have to edit this out. I just no, sound like no. A, I think this is great. I just sound like a complete whack job. Anyway. Uh, well, I don't think that's. I think people would pick up on that. I, anyway. I think they've got that already. Okay, so that's where we're at on knowing when to let go and moving on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number 17, how different tools slash software helped you advance. No. Nope. Boring. The way certain services disrupted entire industries. Are these all advertising things? I don't know. They seem very ad- ad-ish. Yeah, very like professional development. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, number 18. Or I'm sorry, 19. Ways to share knowledge with others in your field. No. No, I think you got to Google this again. And we're back. I Googled a little bit. I found 20 questions. Conversation starters to keep the party lively. Or in this case, podcast. Scrolling, scrolling. Foolproof questions. Okay, where did they grow up? Where did you grow up? I'm sorry. Where did, did I grow up? I was born in Kansas. Wichita, really? Kansas. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was born in Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, uh, that's a little 
<laughs> Actually, they're probably equal, equal footing. I was born very premature. I'm sure you've heard this story. I've told you. Well, tell it again. All right. Well, I was supposed to be born in September, and I was born in June. So clearly, something was amiss. But um, despite it all, I'm here. They kept telling my mom, "You're not in labor, honey. You're not in labor. Like that's crazy." And she was, and uh, I was. I got transferred to Beaumont Royal Oak because they had the neonatal specialty unit, and they, uh-huh. they were able to keep me alive. But even the doctor told my parents that I was, if I did live, I'd be a vegetable and all these terrible things. Uh, and they said, <laughs> close to the truth. <laughs> little bit. Um, but then they said, well, if that's going to be the case, we don't 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 let her be like that. So I was he the doctor went on vacation. And thinking I was not going to be there when he got back. And I'm still there when he got back. So I'm a miracle, as they say. Stubborn as all get out. I really Nothing changed. Nope. I really wanted to live. So there I Well, I I don't know if this was a joke or it just kind of seeped into my consciousness. But uh, Wizard of Oz was, Uh you know, from Wichita, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And I thought, like, you know how it's black and white until she gets to Wizard of Oz? Yeah. I thought that like just, it, yeah. it was black and white. I thought life was black and white. Oh. Until like a certain era when life turned colored, like real <laughs> life. It kind of works like that. When you get to like the first time you have drugs, you're like. <laughs> yeah. Ding. Um, What's the next one? What is your dream job? Oh, that's a deep one, isn't it? Yeah. What is your dream job, Kelly? Uh, to be a professional writer. Well, I guess I do that now. Uh, but pro- a professional novel writer in the style of like Stephen King, although I don't write that kind of genre. But I would like to write novels and travel around. And I thought it would be more like Sedaris. Yeah, him too. I guess <laughs> I, I the reason I said uh, Stephen King is just because he's probably one of the only recognizable writers. Although Sedaris at this point is recognizable clearly. Um, but yeah. Sedaris, that that style. I write like him, so I would just like to write books and then travel around and read from them. I don't like being the center of attention at all, so I guess I'd worry about that part later. Yeah, that comes later. Yeah, so that's what my dream job be. Yours? Hmm. It would have to do something with film. Yeah. Either in front of the camera or behind the camera. Uh, You know, like major motion picture kind of stuff. Yeah. Where you work really hard for like four months. And you make a few million, and then you can hang out, and then maybe you can do another one in a yeah. few months. I'm not saying you're ugly, but I, I, <laughs> I see you more as a director than, than, than an actor. <laughs> you got a face for radio. <laughs> a little bit. No, it's, I just... I, Come on, if Owen Wilson can be a, a movie star. He's something about him as attractive <laughs> for no apparent reason. Because he... Actually, I used to have a crush on him, and then... He started talking, and it was... The nose doesn't bother you? It used to, and now it bothers me again. I went through a phase where it was okay, but his brother is much more better looking, Luke. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like a playboy handsome. But Luke isn't the most popular. Like, I think Owen is more... Oh, I think so. He's got the quirky Owen... He's got the Wes uh, Anderson vibe. He's just kind of stoner, half... Yeah, half stoner. Spigoli, you know. Right, Sean Penn. He's got that vibe. He's got an odd charm to him, Owen Wilson. I don't he think he, I don't think he lacks for attention. I just uh, rewatched uh, uh, Rushmore. Rush, yeah, Rushmore. <laughs> you know, I rented it after I was at your house because I I fell asleep. Yeah. After like one fourth of it. Yeah. And uh, it has Luke in it, not and Owen. Not Owen, okay. Because the one before, 
bottle rock and had both of them in it. Okay, right? right. Yeah, this one just had Luke, and it was a small role. Yeah. It was when he was a, a male nurse. Okay. I didn't, I've never seen it all the way through, so I don't... You should, you should buy it. It's like three ninety nine. <laughs> I could probably find three ninety nine in my couch cushions. Or, or if you had... Uh, <laughs> oh, Scout. Whoa. Scout's got thoughts. Scout. All right, what's next? Um, have you ever met anyone famous? Or if you could meet one famous person, who would it be? Uh, one famous person. Dead or alive? It doesn't specify, so I'd say either. Uh, let's go with alive. Who would I want to meet alive? I'm trying to think who I have met. Um, I saw the back of Mario Batali's head. Actually, I met Aiden <laughs> Quinn and Mario Batali at a dog parade in Northport, Michigan. Okay. In the summer. Um, it, you know, Northport's a small town up in the peninsula. And on the Leelanau Peninsula, and uh, Mario has a summer place there, and Aiden Quinn is apparently his friend. And I'm there with Rachel, and uh, we're just standing around. It's like a Saturday morning, and she looks over, and she goes, Aiden Quinn's over there. And I'm like, what are you, high? No, he isn't. <laughs> uh, for the, you know, Aiden Quinn used to be really famous and well-known. He was in Legends of the Fall. That's probably one of his most well-known roles. He was, like, the third brother, which uh, Brad Pitt, him, and... I don't know the third brother. Anyways, he hasn't been in things for a while, so people aren't probably going to know who he is, really. But anyway. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> He's handsome. And him and Mario were hanging out, and they were balloon spacers in the parade because there wasn't enough floats. So they were literally, <laughs> like, holding balloons. And they were walking by, and then Aiden Quinn, like, I didn't want to get in the picture because I didn't want to bother him. So Rachel took a picture with him and Mario and I. And then... Um, Aiden and Mario were walking along, and then Aiden recognized me and smiled at me, and I'm like, and that's why he's a movie star. It was like, I felt like radiated sun coming at me just from him smiling, and he has, like, really blue eyes, and so <laughs> <laughs> I've met him. Well, living in New York, in New York, I, I met a handful of famous people that some of them I, I feel like I was friends with, and I would see other people just walking down the street. But if I only had one person to hang out with... Can I guess before you tell yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You're going to... De Niro? No. No? Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. And it's partly because of age. Yeah. You know? Like His I'm, or yours? Both. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, he's, he's getting up there. Yeah. And I'm thinking if I wanted to see one person, I'd want to see one person before they, they kicked it. Right. Not, not, you know, don't take offense to this because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, if I could meet someone, I would like to meet Loretta Lynn for the same reason, mm -hmm. because she's getting up there and she's yeah. pretty iconic and I really like her and uh, she's like 84 or 5, so she's getting up there too, so I'd like to see her real quick. Yeah, Clint Eastwood would be on that list. Right. It's kind of a bucket list kind of deal. Yeah. Because, yeah, of course I'd, I'd like to meet, uh, you know, some of these other people, maybe in a more personal way or again right. or for the I, first I've time. I've heard uh, celebrities say now that it sucks when people meet them because they don't, they feel like they don't want to like, like uh, I was listening to a podcast with Dak Shepard, which he has his own podcast and he was saying, he would say to people, they would say, oh, can I get a picture? And he'd say, no, I'm with my family, but if you want to like have a five minute conversation, I'll do that. Who wouldn't pick the conversation? But he said nine times out of ten, the person just wants the photo. Yeah. And then he knows it's not about him. They just want to post it on their social media so they can be like, oh, look, I'm in a photo with Dak Shepard. Whereas it's way cooler. To my brother Shane, he, we did meet. I wasn't there. 
but we were on vacation in Canada, and he met Wayne Gretzky, because Wayne Gretzky owned a, a bar in Canada, and it was like topless bar, so the waitresses are all, <laughs> the waitresses are all topless, and he's there with our cousin, who is pretty sheltered, and so Shane's like, holy shit, there's Wayne Gretzky, whereas my cousin's like, hey, boobs, like, he's this way into the boobs, <laughs> Well, and, it is the toughest part. That's right, what you're supposed to do. Right, but like Shane was more excited about Wayne Gretzky, and my cousin was more into the the naked uh, waitresses. Well, topless. They weren't naked. So, um, I think we've covered famous. No, no, no. no. I, had, I had one more. Uh, 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 it's kind of skipping my mind, though. I had it, and you told the Wayne Gretzky, and I, oh, I lost I, I, it. I'm sorry. Uh, Give me a clue. Oh, okay, okay. You were talking about photos. Yeah. Now, I, I don't consider myself famous by any stretch of the imagination. No one does. <laughs> but uh, being in a band, sometimes people... Recognize you? Rec- you know, yeah. like at a show or something. And there was one time that someone asked me for my autograph. It's awesome. <laughs> it was in an outdoor show, like a festival, and there's a kid came up. And he's like, can I get your autograph? And I just... It was the most awkward thing ever. I'm like, oh, I don't have a pin. He's like, I got one, and he pulls out a pin. <laughs> so I had to... I, but that was like pre-cell phone. Right. You, I'm showing my age here. you know. Yeah. But it was pre-like, I want to take a selfie with you. Because yeah. I, I think that's happened, but it's not as intrusive, really, as like, can you sign a book? It was right. so... It made me feel like, who who does this guy think I am? I had a little old lady. I'm like, I'm a writer. I don't have any stage presence per se. And my mom was in an art show in Milford, which is a small town. And it uh-huh. was a show where the writer is supposed to, like, I she made a painting. And then I wrote a poem based on the painting that she did. And it was, I remember. Ba- okay, so my childhood doll that I had when I was a kid. Anyway. This Not little, creepy, by the way. What, the doll? <laughs> Just writing about it. T- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was more of an homage to childhood, you jackass. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this little old lady asked for my autograph after because I won an honorable mention. So uh-huh. then it was in the program, and then I thought she was joking. Like yeah, she came yeah, up to me, yeah. and I was like, "She's like, excuse me, can I have your autograph?" And I was like, "Excuse me?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, can I have your autograph?" And I was like, "Okay." So then she had her little program, and I signed. I was just gonna write my name next to my name in the uh-huh. book. Seems a little redundant, but whatever. And then she goes, no, write something good. <laughs> You're on the spot. Yeah, I'm like, no pressure. So um, I don't really know what I wrote, but that's the only time. I've had someone ask for my autograph once. Also. Yeah, me too. But it was the most, uh, like you said, awkward thing. I just kind of made, like, excuses. I'm like, I don't have a pen. Yeah. And then he, when he had a pen, I'm like... God, I don't know. If, now, just, would, you have, would you have had the same reaction if it was a pretty girl? Would you have found a pen, I'm guessing? I don't know. It's, well, you, it's you can, still yeah, awkward. It's, it's awkward. It's awkward either way. Yeah. But it was like a, a, a younger kid, and it reminded me of when like I was growing up. Me and my friend, we were always the ones in the back of the venue, like... We were in the alley. Like, as soon as the show was over, we'd go to the alley and wait for the band to come out. Yeah. And, like, try to talk to them and stuff. I never got an autograph, but we were always the ones, like, trying I, to talk to the band. I don't even know what to say to people after shows. Even when I went to see you, I've known you a long time, and I was like, uh, good show? Like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to say, and I don't want to, like, sound like I'm being insincere. So I was like, I don't even know, like, I, you know. Yeah. It should just be easy enough to be like, oh, I really enjoyed that. I don't, I don't, what is a good thing to say? That? That would be a good one. 
if you did like it, if you didn't, just, then just don't, don't say, say anything. anything. Right, I wouldn't. I've never been good at that. Like, if I have to, my band plays with another band, and they're like, hey, that was great. I'll, I'll be like, I like that one guitar part. Like, I'll, I really, when I'm watching them, I try to pick out something that I can Specific, appreciate. Specific, so you can, Because yeah. if they suck, I'm not going to be like, hey, you were great too. It's just not in my yeah. character. I can't do that either. I'm a bad, I'm a bad liar. I am too. Okay, so should we move forward? Yeah, what's next? Um, number four. Ask about their favorite books, movies, and albums of all time. Books, movies, uh, one of each, huh? Um, yeah, book, movie, and album. Um, um my favorite book is To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why Scout is named Scout, after the little girl in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, let's see, my favorite movie. Ooh. I don't know if I have a favorite movie. I have lots of favorite movies. Rocky is probably one of them. That's up there. Um, Favorite album is probably something from Johnny Cash, but I don't, again, I don't don't have like a whole, I I really enjoy Folsom Prison Blues album, so. Folsom Prison, yeah. And I really like Patsy Cline, though, so I wouldn't. I'm really into depressing stuff. One from prison and one from... Old country. Old country, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to ask somebody what their favorite album is. Why don't you pick one of yours? If, if you, <laughs> yes. My favorite album of my own is Phantom Stereo. Excellent. Uh, favorite movie is Mean Streets. Okay. Uh, Scorsese's first student film. Yeah. With Harvey Keitel and De Niro in it. Yeah. Never seen it. Sorry. All right. It, it has a Catholic overtone, and it, it's like, it's called Mean Streets. Right. And favorite book. This is a tricky one, but it's going to sound very religious. You're going to say the Bible? No. Okay, because we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> it's called The Imitation of Christ, and it was written by a monk, and it's all like meditative. Did they make a movie about that? I wouldn't. Uh, okay. I hope they didn't. Oh, oh, that's another one. Which one was the one where uh, De Niro? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Imitation of Christ. Maybe. Maybe. You got a second? You got a runner up? First runner up? That was your Miss America? You got a runner up? Uh, Yeah, Shaky, the uh, Neil Young biography. Okay. (laughs) Is that Shaky with an EY or EE? EY. Okay. I don't know why that matters. Because he has a shaky voice. Oh, I see. With a heart of gold? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Um, number five. What is the worst movie you've seen recently? Aquaman? (laughs) Oh, that was terrible. Did what you about, see it too? What about Ant-Man? That was a bad one. Yeah. Well, actually, if I had to pick between Aquaman and Ant-Man, I would go with Ant-Man. Aquaman was a lot of swimming underwater with his with blue jeans on. Jason Momoa, the guy playing Aquaman, was like dumb as a rock, which that's not why they hired him, obviously. No. Uh, oh, I tried to watch two movies just last night. Uh, one was... What was the ballad as Somebody Somebody on Netflix? Josie Wales? No, that's a good movie. This yeah. is like a new Coen Brothers movie that was oh like a weird musical. Boss Scruggs or something? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Really? Okay. Boss Scruggs is, is a real person. It wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> and then I tried to watch another one, Polar, which was another awful movie. Like I watched 10 minutes of on a Netflix okay. original. So Netflix is not so great at the original movie making. They really are. They seem like they're they're really budget. Yeah. 
they almost seem like the new version of Lifetime movies. Are you familiar with those? Oh, They're like course. the Daniel Steele movies come to <laughs> Daniel life. Steel. Daniel Steele books come to life. Well, it's like someone had a kind of a good idea and they gave him five million instead of twenty five million. Right. And so they and just like make that work. Make you know, shit on their iPhone or something. How are they getting those high? I mean, that ballad of whatever is the Cohen brothers, right? Like, how are they getting these high profile people to do that shit? I'm sure they spent some money, but they don't have to spend distribution and all this right. other kind of stuff. And then it's just done. Like straight to DVD. Right. Oh, that family family video that yep. still is... The one in Berkeley? Yeah. Yeah, I have some it's, movies that are due back there. <laughs> it's a family video. White boy Rick. <laughs> family drug family movie. Yeah. That's a, I haven't seen that either. Oh, that's a pretty good movie. Especially with the context of Detroit. Right. Based on a true story. What's next? Um... If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I don't feel like answering that. <laughs> you don't know that one? Um, no, I don't. I, I don't know. Time travel is kind of first comes to mind. I think me. I would like to be able to read minds, although I'm fairly intuitive. And I can usually read it on that, someone's that face. Could be, that could go wrong really quickly. Like, if you could turn it on and off. I don't want to, like, everywhere I'm, I go, I don't want to be able to read everyone's mind. Like, hey, I want to kill you. Wait, <laughs> yes, I time that's to what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've led us into this shitty topic. Get out of here, <laughs> jerk. Uh, being invisible, but then that's no good because people could bump into you accidentally <laughs> and that would kind of ruin it. But wouldn't you not feel it? I mean, are you a ghost or are you just a person <laughs> that's invisible? Yeah, what would be the point of being invisible? It seems pointless. Yeah, I don't know. And I used to want to fly, but that also seems pointless. That seems pointless because you could just fly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you could just literally get out of the I think plane. time travel would probably be mine. That would be Mainly because I could jump ahead and then jump back and win the lottery. So that would solve a lot of... That's a twofer. Right. That's a good one. Okay, let's see. We're not going to be able to do this next one. What's that? Pay a compliment. The more genuine, the better. And think outside the box. Outside the box? Just have fun with it. Do you like the way they talk? Their personal style? These are prompts, by uh -huh. the way. Their sense of humor? Question uh -huh. mark? Oh, all of the above. Yeah. I think your personal style is good. Your sense of humor. What was the other one? <laughs> um, the way they talk? Do you Not, like so the way they talk? No. Not so much. Not so much. Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh... Let me think about a compliment for you. I'm going to spit my beer out. Compliment number one. You didn't spill beer on my yeah. couch. I'm. Thank you. Check. Check. Um, this is like awkward because you don't... When someone's your friend, you don't... I mean... You don't compliment your friends. You don't, you don't like come out of the blue and be like, well, I just want to tell you that you're a very good listener and I... I feel comfortable sharing personal information without you judging me. Like, that's what I'm going to say about you. I feel comfortable sharing personal information without you judging me. That's what I'll say. Oh, I think that sounds uh, very nice. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you. That's what I would say. And I would say uh, when I met you, I was just getting into digital advertising, and I honestly didn't understand how it worked because I came from print. And so we would get an assignment, and I would give you, like, I don't know, four pages of stuff, and you're like, you know, this banner is going to animate, so this will <laughs> cycle through. You don't need to write all this. I'm like, oh, because I didn't really, I mean, you really don't, I didn't really get how it worked, but. Oh, oh, just, I was reviewing my resume I was telling you earlier. Yes. And I worked at this place called George P. Johnson. 
Yeah. Which was print large scale. That cider. Yeah, large scale banners and stuff like that for events. Not, they had a dress code, but aside from that, I I was I didn't fit in there, right? Right. But they told me to design this big banner, and because of my dyslexia, I inverted the dimensions. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was let go shortly after that. Oh, sad. <laughs> I mean the banner was up and down and it was really small text instead yeah. of like you know landscape and really big <laughs> for Toyota <laughs> yeah I would say you're uh, I'll give you one more sincere compliment and then that's it for life right, we're done on. yeah my other one is that you you just take people for where they're at at that moment so like if we're hanging out and if I happen to be sad I don't feel like I have to like not be sad I've noticed that about you <laughs> downer but you don't you don't you just uh, i guess for lack of a better word you meet people where they're at you don't force them to like fit into a certain like well we're supposed to be having fun why aren't you like whatever i don't know you yeah it sounds awful yeah what's next um moving on moving on what popular trend annoys you oh geez the list (laughs) goes on and on yeah get off my lawn hashtag um (laughs) Everything being a hashtag is annoying. That's a good start. Um, I do use them, though. Me too. They're handy. Um, mainly on in Instagram. Right. I use them ironically, but then so does everybody else. Because the actual... No, no. The, kids, no? kids don't necessarily use them ironically. No. Well, I do. And then, then you got people that do like the on Instagram, the dot, 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 and then below it they have like 50 hashtags. Yeah. Just so someone might... Click on it. Yeah, like nobody's that interested in your outdoor run, dude. No. Sorry. No, or your legs at the gym. <laughs> Accountability <laughs> Facebook. I hate you. Next. I take back my last compliment. You're actually a jerk. <laughs> um, let's see. Number nine. What was your favorite subject in school and why? Jeez. I didn't have one. No? Because my art teacher thought I was a terrible artist. Oh. And, uh... He told my parents as much. Uh, that was a parochial school. They were very black and white. Yeah. So no, I didn't have I didn't have a favorite class. I, well, I guess that would have been later. But I I, I liked writing, um, but I was really terrible at it when I started. And my teacher was like, "No, I think you're good at this. Keep trying, keep trying." But it was like horrible because if you're not good at something, you just like feel frustrated and stupid all the time. Um, but I really liked any kind of English class, literature class, anything like that, because I could just do it without the teacher. You know when you used to, like, diagram sentences? Do you remember? Like, English, you'd have a sentence, and then it would be like, identify the verb and the noun, and blah, oh, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And I could just do that without listening. Like, we were supposed to, I mean, I, I just, instinctively, I knew how to do it. And that's the only thing that in my life that I could recall that I've been... You ever thought about being a writer? <laughs> I've thought about it. Yeah. 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 Dream job. Yeah, dream job. Um, moving on. Um, people that don't know, I actually am a professional writer, so... I don't know that. Yeah. I write um, in the automotive field. Uh. So it's not novels. Anyway, um, number 10. Tell them about a recent news story you found fascinating. No. I don't have one. No, let's skip that. We're, we don't care about the news, sorry. What was your... All-time favorite vacation and why? Oh, that's uh, tricky. Didn't you guys go to Costa Rica for your honeymoon? Or no, 
That was our anniversary trip. No, that was Puerto Rico. Oh, see? That was good. <laughs> see, that's the thing. My favorite trip, and you're supposed to say that you went it's with your spouse. It's with your wife, right? But she's not here. I'm not going to. Yeah, she's here. not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 20 years of marriage does for you. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. <laughs> uh, well, it was it was honestly, it was touring with my band in Europe. Okay. Because we, well, I spaced it out because I booked the whole thing. So it was like hangout time, play a couple shows in Iceland, hangout time in Paris, hangout time in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Yeah. Play a couple shows. That's how I like to vacation. I don't like those vacations where every minute's accounted for because then you're not absorbing anything. Mm. I like to like, uh, like when I went to Ireland in the last spring, um, I like to plan like today we're going to go visit Dublin, but then you go see Dublin, but then the rest of the day is open. So like if you see a roadside pub, you want to stop in, have a drink, hang out. Um, yeah, I would say Ireland is my most favorite vacation. Yeah, too much structure is no fun for it's me. It's not a vacation. It's like being at work. Like Although, I'm... with my wife, my brother lives in Albania, and we went to his wedding, and we stopped off in uh, uh, Rome for a day and a half. Nice. And we had like a special tour of the catacombs beneath yeah. the, uh, the Vatican. Yeah. And we got lost. We got separated okay. in the Vatican. Okay. Because of, I, I went upstairs. Catholicism. Because, yes, Catholic <laughs> guilt, we got separated. And uh, both of us decided on our own that we weren't going to worry about the other person. <laughs> we weren't going to go back to the hotel and wait. We were just, awesome. We were just going to meander around. And then we ran into each other. <laughs> and it was kind of beautiful. that I was so happy that I, I kind of felt guilty that I wasn't going to go back to the apart, or the hotel. She's like, no, I wasn't either. I was just going to. Wander around. That's awesome. That's probably why you guys work well. Yeah. Okay. What, what do we got next? Uh, let's see. Um, what's your sign and do you believe in astrology? No, I do not. <laughs> okay, well then just tell us what's your sign. You don't even know probably. I, I think do, you're a Capricorn. No, no, no. Someone said I was a double Scorpio, but technically I'm in the Libra. Okay, I'm, a, I'm a Gemini and... Mm, I believe in that stuff a little bit, depending on the day. I wouldn't stake my no, life on it. You, but go, you go to like you go to like the uh, psychics. Psychics. That's right. that's the same thing, isn't it? Kind of. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I believe in it to a point, but when I go to see a psychic, I'm not staking my life on it. But I will take it entertainment value, and sometimes things that they've said have come true and/or been interesting. I I just think it like a fortune cookie. Like it's it's vague information that you can apply to anything. To anything. Okay. But Double Scorpio does sound kind of cool. Whether it's yeah, true you or want not. that to be your new nickname? Yeah. I think you should get Double Scorpio tattooed on the back of your oh, neck. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or on your knuckles? knuckles. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't know how they like, do it. Like one set of Scorpio on each hand. Scorpio. Just say it across each, like, spell it out on each hand. <laughs> like a few letters it's on each knuckle. Too many letters here. You're going to have to jumble up. Okay. <laughs> uh, number 13. What's your favorite word? Um, Ooh. Man. Favorite oh, word. I, I feel like I have one, too. I don't have one. I'm a writer. I like a lot of words. I can't really... Uh, that, that's like a musician saying, what's your favorite album? It's, right. it's similar. I, I can't. I, I can tell you my favorite swear word is fuck. Huh. It's huh. useful, and it's not very ladylike, and so I've been trying not to use it, but sometimes you got to say fuck. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Let's see. 
Convoluted. Convoluted. That might That's be a good my one. favorite word. Okay. Convoluted. It's a good one. It's, it sounds smart, but it's really just about how bullshit everything is. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, number fourteen. What was your favorite toy as a child? Well, no, we didn't no have idea. toys. No, no, I'm just kidding. No. Um, probably my dad. I had no. My favorite toy. Ooh. I had this Curious George doll. Mm-hmm. He was just a stuffed animal. Curious George, but I used to carry him yeah, around. I know. Yeah, I loved him so much. So that was probably my favorite. I had a. Uh, Dukes of Hazard, the orange uh, match car. General Lee. The General Lee. And mm-hmm. I didn't... The whole racist thing about the flag and all that, that was not on my radar. I right. was way too well, young. Well, you were like five. Give yourself a break. And, uh, yeah, it was a matchbox car. Mm-hmm. Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved that thing. We used oh, to... I also liked the thing where you... It was like a motorcycle guy, and you went... And you rubbed oh, them up. Oh, yeah, yeah. My and then, brother, and then yeah. he released and he like... Zipped rolled, away. Yeah, yeah my brothers like, had him. We also liked a lot of those um, wood airplane kits. Like yeah. You put them together, you spent balsam wood, you spent yeah. like two hours, and then it would do one sail across the living room and then crash into something and break. Just, was, uh, just a plug here. It's not a sponsor. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I shouldn't even say his name. He probably doesn't even want to be connected, but... Matt Tate? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he makes some great balsam wood I, I, I want to buy one of his clocks. His clocks? Those look pretty cool. They look pretty nice. I was going to get one for my desk. Shout out to Matt. We and used he, to work with he him. He is in no way affiliated with He doesn't content. care anything about this. He doesn't even know it exists. So he'll never hear this. But yeah, he makes pretty cool stuff. So how did you know him? You met him at Team Detroit? Because that's where I met him. I think I met him through the internet. And then oh, we okay. ran into each other in person once. Okay. Is he still personable? He was, yeah. Yeah. He seems like a pretty good dude. He seemed very nice. Yeah. So, um, okay. This kind of goes along with astrology. Number 15. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. You do? Yes. Are you? You do? I do. Okay. Would you like to elaborate? No? It's scary. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it, except I believe in ghosts, too. I've had things happen that they're not explainable. Uh-huh. And they've happened from people that are dead, that uh-huh. have, have showed up in some form. Um, that's all I feel like saying about that right now. Yeah. Because I don't want it to get real dark. No, this could get really... that That's a that's not a that's, party that, starter. That's like a podcast. That, that's, that's supposed to be a party? <laughs> that is a... Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. If some guy said to me, do you believe in ghosts? I'm like, excuse me, is I'll be supposed face. to keep the party going? Yeah. That's bullshit. Um, yeah. Ask them about their pets. Nah, I already know about your pet. She's good. Yeah. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> I don't know if we should Masturbation? answer Masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't everyone's guilty pleasure you, masturbation? You think that was the most guilty one. Yeah, that's certainly the most guilty. Um... <laughs> Except if you're doing it while you watch, like, no, don't do it all. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to say about that. Because watching old reruns of, like, terrible TV shows is a guilty pleasure. Because sometimes when you just need your brain to shut off, I, I, like, an old episode of the Brady Bunch or, like, 90210 when, like, their biggest stress is that they're going to cheat on a math test. It's just so liberating. How simple it was. Yeah, and how stupid I think mine is cheesecake, because I could eat a whole cheesecake. I love cheesecake. I didn't know that. I've never seen uh, it. Yeah. I mean, I I think if someone were 
Like, uh, Traverse City Pie Company makes a really good cheesecake. Do they? And if someone were to leave me alone, I would eat the whole thing in one setting. And feel guilty about it. I've never noticed you have guilt about any food. Well, I don't usually eat a whole <laughs> cheesecake. I, yeah, cheesecake we eat, like, once a year at Christmas. I, um, darn, I wish you would have told me. We could have went to Traverse City Pie. They're probably closed. I don't, I don't. You don't need that. I don't want to go to there. Okay. What are we, are we done yet? Almost. Are you bored? Yeah, I'm getting bored. Okay, we're almost done. Um, let's see. Who's your oldest friend and how'd you meet them? We don't have to answer that. Mine is Connie. We met in first grade. Uh, mine is not a friend anymore. <laughs> okay, sad story. Um, let's see here. Let's answer this last question and then we'll be done. If you could invite one famous person to this Thanksgiving dinner... Who would it be? So if you well, could... the, the question is, where is the Thanksgiving dinner? Is it at my parents' house? Well, hypothetically, changes... hy let's just say, hypothetically, Thanksgiving could be anywhere you want. All right, so it wouldn't necessarily be with my parents. No. Uh-huh. Robert Duvall. <laughs> yeah, do they have to be living? Because I want to have Thanksgiving turkey with Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. Well, if they're not living, then... Uh... Well, ha Harry Dean Stanton. Okay, yeah. So it be fun to have. Would it? <laughs> he just would like smoking. Have, um, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, he's still alive. Yeah. What do you think he's? What arrogant? is Turkey? I think he's probably an asshole. I kind of. I mean, I love the show. I watch it as often as possible. But uh, and I'm pretty good with it. Mm -hmm. Side note, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never met him, but he doesn't seem like he'd be a fun he, guy. He doesn't seem like a fun guy. Actually, that was my Facebook status a couple of months ago. Do you think Alex Trebek is fun at parties? And most people concurred, no, probably not. What is no? <laughs> what is pass? Um, okay, I think we're good. Um, we hope you enjoyed uh, Weirdo Magnet, and um, I hope to do a next episode sooner than later. Um, I got nothing else. You, Jimmy? That's it. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait. We're going to listen to a song? Yeah. Sorry. What's the name of the song? Uh, we're going to close out with a song from Jimmy called... Um, Graveyard. Graveyard. It's a real pick-me-up. Hit it. Not only.